Welcome back to the Indie Boys Racing Podcast. My name is Tristan Greider, joined with, as always, my incredible co-host Daniel Cheney and Justin Cox. We have a very special <laughs> episode for you guys today. We're coming back from mid-Ohio in Lexington, Ohio. It was an incredible weekend out at the track in the middle of nowhere. We both <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. We've all three never been there. I, I kid you not, guys. If you guys have ever not been to mid-Ohio, you need to go because it beautiful. Uh, space. It was one of the prettier, I guess, just layouts around a track that I've seen. Trees everywhere. It was awesome. Yeah. But, my god, there wasn't a gas station for like 20 <laughs> miles. Yeah. yeah. Like, Daniel was, was in the backseat about to pass out from dehydration. Dude, and, I, yeah, after the race, yeah. I was so thirsty, and I was just like, I was like almost like <laughs> completely passed out. That's and then funny. we finally found one, I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> And uh, speaking of Daniel Cheney, he's back. Uh, Dalton Kellett filled in for him last week, so if you guys wanted to check out Dalton Kellett being on the show, make sure you guys uh, just, you know, come back to this one later. But Daniel Cheney's back on the show, and Daniel Cheney is back with no hair. So, Daniel, you want to talk to yeah, us about where, um, where the you, hair went? And you want to show us, buddy? <laughs> yeah, let's show I'm not going to show it just because I'm really comfortable right now. Um, but I, it, it'll be on social media, I'm sure. You'll see it. You'll see it. Um, but, yeah, I decided to chop the luscious locks. Um, I'm actually donating them. So it's for a good cause. Uh, indie boys, we, we respect <laughs> good causes. Um, so the long, luscious hair that, I, that I've that i rocked for the past two years, I'm donating it so uh, that kids that have cancer or hair loss can have affordable... Uh, wigs or hair transplants i don't remember fully what the deal is but basically the place that i donated it to they don't charge them so it's completely non-for-profit so i figured it was time and i decided to do something with a good cause for it nice that's awesome so he had a fun time in st thomas and it's good to hear that he's donating all of his hair rfk's <laughs> favorite hair my neck's burnt time. now oh my neck yeah. got so burnt How in mid ohio yeah. dude <laughs> I, I forgot, like, the first day that I had to put sunscreen on my neck again because I'm just so used to, like, having natural cover. And, yeah, it it stings a bit, guys. <laughs> D- Jay, how are you doing today, man? I'm all right. Um, my sunburn's gone away. It's peeling. If you can dude, Jay peeling, was bro. roasted yeah. Jay's a tomato. Saturday, dude. I was a tomato. It was bad. So, was bad. Jay, talk to us a little bit about uh, getting to take photos so because you had a photo vest on yeah all day saturday so, so t- talk to us about that that was honestly a very fun opportunity i got to talk to a lot of people um i talked to one of the older guys his name is greg he works for indycar um he gave me a lot of wisdom that i <laughs> that i needed um i'm not gonna lie though because since i had a photo vest on it felt very very weird being able to walk right next to the track or like take pictures with like no catch fencing in front of me because that's what i'm so used to by now from indian stuff but it was fun i had a lot of fun and i think the pictures turned out great so yeah i don't know yeah you guys can check out all those pictures on jay's instagram uh jay's twitter uh confirmed jay or you can check them out on our instagram or burnout sports instagram uh indie boys podcast and burnout sports underscore um (laughs) We have a very special show for you guys today. Going to talk all about our experience at Mid-Ohio. It was super fun. Going to go over all the race winners. 
all the stuff that's going on next week, all the motorsport media, going to be a great one. Let's go ahead and just start with some motorsport media. All right, so I normally start with NASCAR, so we'll just go right into it. So, uh, Trey Burke, not the NBA player Trey Burke, but uh, he's going to be making his trucks debut for Young's Motorsports this uh, upcoming weekend at Mid-Ohio, so good luck to Trey. Bobby McCarty is going to be making his Xfinity Series debut for Mike Harmon Racing at New Hampshire, so uh, good luck to Bobby in a couple weeks. Uh, this is a kind of a cool one. Brandon Brown has partnered with Brandon Bondage uh, for reclaiming the Let's Go Brandon um, uh, slogan. Slogan. Lo- slogan, yeah. Um, so, obviously, the Let's Go Brandon slogan is kind of known as not something very appropriate. <laughs> and it gets to the point where it's kind of – it's very offensive. Yeah. And – Brandon Bondage is a young eight-year-old kid with autism, and living in Texas, he saw that sign a lot, and he used it to encourage himself. And so his mom wrote a children's book about it, and Brandon and Brandon have now partnered uh, to use it to spread autism awareness. And so I like that. I really hope it gets taken off the ground. Uh, You guys can check out a really good article that – uh, that um, Brandon Brown put on his website. It's really good. But I highly recommend looking it up, and I'm glad that he's trying not to capitalize on it this time. <laughs> so it Makes me happy, makes yeah, me smile. For sure. Uh, here's a little <laughs> bit of a rumor. Uh, Voyager, which is the sponsor of Landing Castle, it is a rumor that they have gone bankrupt. Now, a lot of people remember last season uh, that Call of Racing likes to have that 10 car having sponsorship. Last season, Jeb Burton lost his uh, major sponsorship from Nutrien as they wanted to be on a car that would win races, seeing as that is why he is on A.J. Allmendinger's car a lot more since Hyper Ice is not really as affiliated in uh, the Xfinity Series as much anymore. I don't even think Hyper Ice is even on the cars anymore. I don't know for sure, but... Which, like, I I feel like that's kind of weird. They might be. If, yeah. if they're not, that's <laughs> weird considering they're on the car that won last year in Cup Series. That's true. But, uh, yeah, so that's why Nutrien AG Solutions has been on AJ so much this season. <laughs> Rumor is that Voyager is bankrupt, so this is not good for Landon Castle and Colleague Racing. If you guys would remember, uh, last season Jeb Burton was in that 10 car sponsored by Nutrien AG Solutions, and they wanted out of Jeb Burton's contract and wanted to be on a winning car, A.J. Allmendinger. Obviously, Jeb Burton did win last season, but um, A.J. made the Final Four. This is really weird because now this could mean that Landon could be out of the best ride he's had, and it sucks because Landon is having a good season, but the inconsistency has been there, um, not quite getting to the winning level. So hopefully we figure out um, Landon figures out some sponsorship, but uh, very high possibility we don't see him back in the 10 car next season now. That sucks. Um, now let's go over to more Cup Series news. Um, Jay's going to put this up on the screen, but Coca-Cola is going to be sponsoring Denny Hamlin this weekend at Atlanta. Uh, this paint scheme is absolutely gorgeous. Um, Jay's going to put it up on the screen, screen right now, but... Coca-Cola Family Racing, uh, Denny's one of the drivers, been one of the drivers, I believe, since 2007. 
I have a hood over there uh, that Daniel got <laughs> for me a long time ago. That has, excuse me, that it's from the 2009 Daytona 500, and Denny's on there. So I know at least since 2009. But this livery is absolutely beautiful. Good job, Coca Cola. You've gone uh, three for three this season on paint schemes. That is true. They have. They've mm-hmm. definitely stepped it up. So I love. I'm, and yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I've loved and, all the Coca Cola schemes. So that's all. I was and say. now for the biggest news of the week: Bubba Wallace and Christopher Bell are going to switch pit crews. Hallelujah! 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 Oh my God! It is about time, Jesus, so man! This what the heck is? So Toyota Racing Development, uh, Bubba Wallace's pit crew has not been up to par as the other Toyota pit crews have been. Actually, That's to be an honest, understatement. With you, understatement. Both twenty three eleven racing yeah. uh, pit crews have not been that great. Denny Hamlin's pit crew has kind of sucked this season as well. It is not a surprise that Christopher Bell's uh, team will get switched. Bell um, having probably the worst season out of all four of the Joe Gibbs Racing drivers. He is currently the 16th, uh, 16th in points, but Bell's, um, I guarantee you that uh, Toyota would rather see Bubba Wallace in the playoffs than Christopher Bell. And who knows? Maybe we could see Bubba getting into victory lane this weekend at Atlanta. We'll see. <laughs> That's big news. Uh, Bubba has had winning speed pretty much all season, except not on road courses. So it's good to see that he will have a good pit crew going into one of the races where he will be up front. So, yeah, that's all I got for NASCAR. Uh, Jay, go ahead and take us over to F1. Okay, so starting off with some slight things that we're going to get a little caught up on. Um, Yuri Vips will continue with High Tech GP and finish the F2 season. So he still will race in F2, but probably after the season, he's we may not hear from Yuri Vips again. Um, this is also something that was, yeah, that was talked about. That came out after last episode, but Nelson PK, after he reported on the last episode, has been banned from the F1 paddock, all F1 paddocks, I'm pretty sure. So, pretty cool. Um, Liam Lawson was promoted to Red Bull Racing Reserve Driver, and we didn't get the report on that last episode because it came out after, of course, but oh well, we can have a report on this episode. And then finally, the big one. So, with the resurgence of Kyle Lamy, the South African GP, Supposedly coming back next season, because as I reported on earlier this season or on one of the earlier episodes, Kyle Lamy is a few steps away from being an FIA grade one circuit and can be raced at in the next year. That puts two tracks, two historic F1 tracks in a very, very scary territory to be dropped from the schedule. That puts Spa, Franker Champs, um, the Belgian GP, that can be dropped. Or Circuit Paul Ricard, the French GP. That also can be dropped. So those two GPs there alone are probably going to cause a lot of controversy from being dropped. Maybe not Circuit Paul Ricard because racing has been kind of hit or miss there. But we'll see how this... If you were to get rid of one, I would get rid of uh, Circuit Paul Ricard. Yeah. I want to see see how the new cars race on this this track because they can follow closer and it's a very flowy track. So it's a little easier for them to follow. And honestly, if it's anything like uh, Silverstone this year because... 
it's not a technical circuit to Silver, compare Silver to Silverstone, Stone. but Silverstone, Silverstone is a flowy circuit. So Silverstone, uh, debatably, was the best race of the season so far. So far, America. yeah, and like, definitely. So oh far. my god, can we talk? Like, we'll talk about that during the uh, F one race. Yeah. That five way battle for podium. <laughs> yeah, it was insane, dude. They were separated by literally less than two hundred meters. Like. If y'all didn't watch F1 this weekend, I I'm sorry. It was so good. I mean, we didn't even get to watch all that much of it. We I had mean, to catch. I, up. I don't know about you. I was watching it on my phone. I went back was, and watched it on Monday because I didn't get to watch it. So. Yeah, because we were on the paddock during the finish, the end. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, it was crazy. So, I don't know, but that's pretty much all I got for F1 news. Um, so Daniel, if you have anything for IndyCar, go ahead and. So for IndyCar, we don't have any like official official news because the silly season, like all that stuff, official negotiations can't really occur till August. I don't remember the official date, but at some point in August, which August first. I don't know how that works <laughs> considering two big deals were already announced like a month ago. So I don't really know. They probably just can't go through until then. Like they yeah, can so the, be talked yeah. about, just not actually signed off or official. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know the big, the whole big deal. I don't know hidden rules on that, but yeah, till August, no official things can really be announced. Uh, but Pato Award in an interview with David Land, when he was asking a lot of different drivers that are kind of in talks with uh, Silly Season right now, he asked him. Since uh, his team, his current teammate Felix Rosenquist, his contract for next season is like a flex contract that basically will either be an Indy car ride or a Formula E ride. He asked Pato if his contract that he resigned earlier in the season, if it was going to be similar like that, but instead, instead of uh, Formula E, it would be between Indy car and Formula One. And Pato Award basically said that. Technically speaking, it can be switched like that because it's all up to Zach Brown and what Zach Brown wants to do. So this further kind of puts into question the whole Daniel Ricardo situation of even though he has one year left on his deal, what's going to happen? Is he going to retire? Is he going to get traded off to IndyCar in some shape or form? So it's really it's going to put a big spotlight on this whole McLaren deal between their third car and who's going to be the second car with Lando Norris in F1 next year. So while that's not official news, no confirmation, it is a big question mark of what's going to happen. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. It's very interesting. <laughs> that's fun. Um, <clears throat> we can't really talk about some things that we know until August 1st. But uh, just know, guys, that on August 1st, we're going we're gonna to do some silly season stuff. And it's going to be gonna be a good time oh, yeah. but, as long as uh, as long as stuff is out there and we can talk about it we'll talk about it but yeah it's gonna be yeah but you know there are some things we can't talk about because, uh, <laughs> uh yeah but there's anyway words. there's words yeah. anyway guys uh that was motorsport media um let's go ahead and transition to race reviews all right so Lots of racing this weekend. Let's just go over the race winners before we go uh, into the reviews. Uh, F2, we don't normally cover F2 on the show, but I just wanted to say this. Logan Sargent becomes, uh, I believe, the first American driver to win an F2. 
that is super cool uh, for Logan on uh, July 4th weekend. Um, Hunter McElray, friend of the show, got his first career win in mid-Ohio this weekend. Super hype for uh, Hunter. In SRX, Ryan Newman took it home at uh, Stafford. Um, in the Xfinity Series, Ty Gibbs uh, beat Kyle Larson. And now we go to the three big series. Carlos Sainz wins it at uh, Silverstone in F1, his first GP win in 150 starts. Um, Tyler Reddick, Daniel, wins finally. Let's go. In the NASCAR Cup Series. It was a big weekend for Daniel. <laughs> if you guys want to actually check out his reaction, I put it on all of our social medias if you guys want to see it. And finally, the race that we were at, Scott McLaughlin took it home at Mid-Ohio in the IndyCar Series. So super cool for me and Jay and Daniel to get to see one of our favorite drivers in IndyCar bring yeah. home a win. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, IndyCar, Daniel. Yeah, so IndyCar and Indy. We're going to talk about IndyCar. They're in Mid-Ohio this weekend. And, again, IndyCar does not miss, bro. It doesn't miss. I don't Every think there's been a missed race. It's a good race. I don't it's think there's like, been a missed race. I, I honestly don't disagree with that. I, yeah, no. I it's it's been so good this season. And even at track a track like mid Ohio where it's not necessarily known for a lot of passing and more of a strategy race, like just quality racing. Yeah. Like <laughs> IndyCar, thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving us actual good content to cover consistently. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. Um so the big things some big like kind of question mark stuff coming into this or not necessarily coming into this race but coming out of this race arrow mclaren what what happened, happened? imploded uh. yeah <laughs> a lot of teams imploded that, yeah yeah you're not we'll wrong. get into you're that not wrong you're not we'll wrong. get into that arrow um, was just in a different way in how they imploded they yeah. imploded mechanically <laughs> every team kind of imploded in its own way of the teams that imploded yeah, one uh, of them actually imploded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Uh, that was we'll, amazing. We'll get into that. That was, um, amazing. that was amazing. But Felix Rosenquist had some sort of engine issue, and yeah, he only he only raced eight laps. It was pretty early on into the race that this happened. Um, and then from there on, it seemed like Pato, even though he was leading that whole time, he was having issues. He was reporting that his car only worked in like a certain gear and that his car basically couldn't push it, he couldn't push the engine past like regular speed he couldn't really use push to pass without stressing the engine too much and eventually i think the gear issue is what eventually caused him to retire but just a bad like bad engineering day for Aaron mclaren yeah did not and go well at all. <laughs> Another team that had a rough day engineering before the the main team we're going to talk about, AJ Foyt Racing also had a really crappy day for not only just how they ran but also their engineering. Kyle Kirkwood and Tatiana Calderon both had issues that made them retire early, and Dalton Kellett was two laps down because he spun out. Jack Harvey, no, he spun. Him. No, Jack Harvey spun him. Yeah, yeah he he got him. spun. <laughs> yeah, it. It basically ruined his race. Um, while he wasn't really in the front, it's still you never want to see someone go a few laps down early on in the race because then it's just you know you want to see as many people as you can have a shot. Yeah. But 
I think it's time we talk about the big question mark <laughs> coming out of this race. Uh, and ready uh, autosports, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So what, like... Like, I know what happened, and I still don't know what happened. You know what so, I mean? From every, my understanding... Every driver had something happen. So every driver in Ready Autosport, something happened between another driver. I think the only one that wasn't really at fault, surprisingly, was uh, the 29 of Devlin DeFrancesco. Um, Grosjean was sending people. Rossi was sending people. <laughs> Herda was racing aggressively. It was... Yeah, literally the rookie was the only one that he was just a just guy. He was just De Francesco was just there. <laughs> he was yeah, just, just, there. Stuck, <laughs> just stuck in the mess. Yeah, he was like he like, was like, I'm in danger. <laughs> as, as much as like as much as we give Devlin like crap and like have given him crap this season for kind of getting himself into issues, he was honestly kind of like a non factor to that this weekend. Yeah. He was kind of just caught up in it. He kind so of ran like, a clean race. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. And I'm pretty like, sure he was still mad at one of his teammates, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. I, so, he, was mad, he was mad at Grosjean. Yeah, that's what I it think was. he. I think the only two drivers out of at least the main Andretti drivers that weren't mad at each other were Rossi and Herta. Yeah. Could be wrong and about hey, that. He didn't have a terrible race. Sure, he finished in the bottom half of the, of the results, finished 17th. Um, but ran all the laps. So Yeah, he didn't get bad. lapped, so yeah. at least ran the Andretti equipment a full race. Yeah. Um so yeah. like do we just like want to try to get into this, try to explain <laughs> what happened? Because I'm still not fully sure what happened. I mean I besides, guess like Well, I was getting so... myself a Cooper tire shirt when the first incident <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah. Tr Tristan oh. left and then came back, he's like, What did I miss? And we were like, So much Everything <laughs> <laughs> That's because, how it goes. That's um, how it goes. Grosjean and Rossi, who it was being reported earlier in the week, already had big big issues like within the team. I'm trying to remember like what exactly happened, but Rossi got into him. And I don't think it was intentional. I think it was more of a racing error than an intentional error. But just like I don't know if he locked up or had understeer. No, but he they bumped were into Grosjean's car with ran, which ran him off. No, they were coming out of one of the. They, I think they were in whatever they turn four or five. I can't remember exactly. Ew, I believe turn. I could be wrong. Four. Turn four. Mm. I think they were coming out of turn four, and Rossi just kind of went wide, not really knowing. I guess expecting Grosjean to be there. Mm. I'm pretty sure they got spotters over there because I saw Palau spotter when I was sitting there. He was they were they had spotters over there, so I don't know if his spotters were over there or not. But I guess he just didn't know if Grosjean was there, and they both just went off the track, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, because the the in the in car camera like footage that they showed, it made it look like it was like it wasn't him trying to just get over there. It made yeah. it seem like it was kind of like a lock up understeer issue, mm. but that just started the domino effect. Because from there, Grosjean was just driving with an ego, just trying to take everybody out. I'm uh, angry. Most, most of which were his teammates. <laughs> uh, he spun Herta out, which surprisingly didn't fully ruin Herta's race at that point. Because while it did mess it up, that wasn't Man, like the what, nail on the coffin. He like kind of leading. Yeah, he led seven laps, and then after that, he was kind of middle of the pack, but he was charging up. But then he had a a long pit stop where he had to take medicine. I don't know the full 
scenario, but that, something remember, on his comms, he was saying something about how he couldn't see in his left eye, so I don't know if that had something to do with it. That, and remember, he had that one pit stop where, or not pit stop, but the pit cycle messed up for him under that caution, and he couldn't be pit, uh, pit for that, gas. Yeah, that too. That's what was, all, so, so really, Grosjean spinning him was kind of the nail in the coffin, if you want to think yeah. about it. <laughs> it was basically the, it was the start of everything going wrong for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, while it technically wasn't the nail in the coffin, it still kind of was in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Uh, because Herta, while he was leading the race, he was trying to pit, you know, for fuel reasonings to stay in the race. And then right as he was about to pit for that lap, uh, I don't remember what issue it was. I think that was the Calderon issue. I could be wrong. It might, it maybe it was, was the maybe it was the yeah. Pato the Pato issue. But they closed the pits right before he pitted, and so he had to stay out way longer than he anticipated. And that just offset his his pit strategy, and it was just a mess up from there. Um, really, the only I'm putting this in quotes, the only Andretti driver that didn't have any issues was Elio Castroneves, and I put it in quotation marks because Meyershank Racing is basically an Andretti affiliate. Um, because even Simon Pagano, who got a top ten, he had issues with, I believe Grosjean. It could have been Rossi. I he, don't. He was racing. He was no, he's racing Herta. It was Herta, I thought. Was it Herta? He was yeah. racing someone hard. Yeah, it was Herta. Uh, he was racing There was Herta. too much random crap happening. Yeah. There was so much that happened. Yeah. And the thing was, it was like, um, we were switching through the radios. If you guys don't do this, IndyCar provides free scanners on the app for you to listen to. And you can listen to the radios. They're a little bit delayed. They're about a minute behind. But all you have to do is just fast is just rewind a minute on your broadcast and you can listen to them in full time. Well, I think on the broadcast they're probably caught yeah. up, but it, it was a minute behind live. At yeah. Least, at least at least at Mid Ohio. I think at, yeah. at IMS it's typically live. Yeah, but when we were listening to it, uh just a little bit behind, but still incredible. Uh you guys have to <laughs> listen to it. Uh if you want to listen to some of your drivers uh have no shell, uh I highly recommend it. Uh, I was yeah. cracking up at Pato Award this weekend. <laughs> but um, finishing out this race, Scott McLaughlin and Alex Pillow, it was really just between them strategy-wise, and Scott McLaughlin was able to hold him off despite having pit, I believe, a little bit before Pillow. Um, and he was conserving fuel, so I was surprised Pillow didn't catch up to him more than he already did. But uh, your top three ended up being Scott McLaughlin, Alex Pillow, and Will Power, who started... Very far back in the field because of an issue in qualifying uh, that I don't even remember the full scenario. But it was something with him and Elio Castroneves. But he ended up still getting P3 because it's willpower and consistency. <laughs> like, it's it's just a thing. Willpower is still a championship contender right now. Oh, easily. And not that far back despite not having won yet. And... Like him or not, Will Power's freaking good. He's really freaking good. Twenty. Okay, so if you guys don't watch, um, no, Will Power won. He won Belle Isle. Yeah, Will Power won Belle oh, Isle. Oh crap! Yeah. Sorry, good. Um, but uh, if you guys don't wa listen to the IndyCar show, Luke Edwards is a freaking <laughs> prediction God. machine. Oh my God. So uh, we were at Mid-Ohio this weekend with Burnout. Uh, it was um, Tony and Luke, hosts of the IndyCar show, then us three. Um, we had 
joking bets going on all weekend. Um, <laughs> that's how I got this shirt. <laughs> that's how Jay did get that shirt. Um, but, oh my god, Luke Edwards called the winner. He called the driver of the day, and he called the highest placing rookie. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> like, like, shout out to Luke, man, because dog absolutely. and also and also dog. shout out to our dad tony donahue for getting all of his predictions completely wrong <laughs> <laughs> i have a good feeling about felix rosenquist uh that was that was funny yeah you had a good he feeling had... about rosenquist uh kirkwood who was the other person remember but he had they didn't feelings. they didn't do well though yeah <laughs> no they did not no they um, did not. love you tony but your takes didn't age well <laughs> But um, shout but, out to Scott McLaughlin. Yeah, it was it was a really good race. Uh, your top ten was Scott McLaughlin, Alex Pillow, Will Power, Rita's VK running really well. Um, Scott Dixon somehow still in the top five again. Consistency. Marcus Erickson sixth, so he's still your points leader. Joseph Newgarden seventh, Elio Castroneves eighth, David Malukas ninth. I believe that's his first top ten. It is his first rookie. top ten. And then Simon Pagano rounding out the top ten. Yeah, but so, overall, that was Mid Ohio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about our experience in Mid Ohio after <laughs> race reviews. Uh, let's go ahead and start with some NASCAR stuff. Um, oh, but really quick before we transition, Hunter McElroy put on a freaking masterclass at Mid Ohio <laughs> this weekend in lights. I just want to shout that out because yeah. friend of the show, literal queen's clean sweep. He was yeah. a queen sweep. He was a queen uh, sweep, but he got a queen he had sweep. he had a broom in victory lane. Uh, we ran into him a little bit. Didn't get to hang out with Hunter a whole lot this weekend, but um, said hi. He was happy that we were there and dapped him up. So shout out to Hunter. <laughs> Proud of you, man. Um, let's go ahead and go over to NASCAR. I'll start in Xfinity with Road America. Um, we watched the end of this race driving back uh, from, or I guess we listened to it, uh, driving back from Mid-Ohio. Um, and let's just say it was between Kyle Larson and Ty Gibbs. But before we talk about that, um, I have to talk about Noah Gregson. Um, the two, I'd say, most notorious drivers right now in Xfinity are Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson. And they both had very different races. Ty Gibbs races extremely clean this weekend. And outdrives <laughs> the Cup Series champion Kyle Larson, like outdrives him, like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Gregson decides he's gonna turn right in a straightaway because Sage Karam went wide on a turn and accidentally put two tires of Noah's in the dirt, but then didn't like change anything. And I'm saying this as someone that has seen Noah do this a couple times before. He's not going to get a full-time cup right if he keeps doing crap like that. And took out 12 cars, um, injured a couple drivers. Uh, Brandon Brown uh, gingerly got out of his car. Um, Myatt Snyder um, involved uh, Sage Karam, who literally all four of us picked last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, like uh, me, Daniel J, and Dalton Kellett. Even Dalton Kellett picked Sage Karam last week and because <laughs> it was a safe pick, you know? And um, – crazy uh but yeah i had to talk about that um if noah does that again i guarantee you he doesn't get a full-time cup ride next season at least not Um, for a long not for long term no way um 
Sage Karam, who doesn't even run full time in Xfinity, this is his first race at Xfinity this season. It's just like, yeah, people talk about him. Like, yeah, starting to build that reputation, dude. You're not gonna get a cup ride like that. Um, anyway, end of this race came between Ty Gibbs and Kyle Larson. Uh, shout out to Ty Gibbs for out driving Kyle Larson at Road America. Take some cojones. Yeah, it does take some cojones for that. <laughs> that. In my opinion, this is the biggest win of his career so far. And uh, so shout out to Ty. Fourth win of the year for Ty Gibbs. All eighth right, cup. total, correct? Uh, eighth total okay, in two years. Four that's wins last year, four insane, wins this year. Especially for how young he is. Yeah, he's ran less than 30 races in his Xfinity Series career. And he's won eight of them. So that's crazy. Anyway. Cup Series, Road America. Chase Elliott um, and Kyle Larson seemed to be like they were the two best cars. But in third place for pretty much the entire race was RCR's Tyler Reddick. He was slowly but surely climbing his way up. Other fast cars this weekend, Chris Busher at RFK, proves that two weeks ago at uh, Sonoma was no fluke, along with Michael McDowell. Um, no fluke there as well. But it was between Chase Elliott and Tyler Reddick for most of this race. Um, I want to shout this out really quick. Joey Hand for Rick Ware Racing, the Le Mans champion. This guy was running up front. He was running top 10. A um, little bit of a strategy uh, kind of screwed him into the end. He ended up finishing 21st. But this guy got second in stage two and qualified in the top 10. So, like, put some respect on Joey Hand's name. Um, I'd love to see him full-time in cup. But I doubt that'll happen. <laughs> um, so coming to the end of this race, Tyler Reddick passes Chase Elliott with around uh, 20 to go and never uh, looks back. Tyler runs the race of his life, and there was no Chase Briscoe's in sight coming off of the final corner. Although Austin and Dillon tried to ruin it for him. Austin Dillon <laughs> blows a tire. His own teammate blows a tire oh. with less than two laps to go. I was, I was, as a Tyler Reddick fan, I'm so used to stuff like that mm -hmm. happening. As soon as that happened, I was like, I knew something was going to go wrong. I thought but he that got was, off track, so it was okay. He I thought that was track. the beginning of the end right there for him. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. I really thought that they were going to throw a caution for that, but they didn't. So I'm happy about that. Tyler Reddick finally, after three seasons, gets into victory lane in the nascar cup series a lot of chase elliott fans were salty on twitter deal with it yeah listen <laughs> chase fans he already wins a lot he can't win every race okay listen he's really good but l let other drivers win tyler reddick's actually reminding me a lot of chase elliott um yeah. jay's gonna get me on this chase elliott's rookie season 2016 2017 makes the playoffs for the first time is a contender ends up finishing fifth in the championship without winning a race. Tyler Reddick, we saw him last year. Uh, I believe finished 10th in the standings. Um, Probably. He got eliminated in the first round, but I believe he worked his way up to 10th. Yeah, I think so. Um, did Won his first race on a road course. Two years later, he won the championship. So, Daniel, uh, your 2024 champion, if uh, the... If history repeats itself. If history repeats itself, will be Tyler Reddick. Wait, dude, um, both my favorite drivers won their first races this season on a road course. I just who's, realized that. Who's your other one? Chastain. Oh, that's right, yeah. How about that? Um, and Chevy so far has swept all three of the road courses. 
Dude, so, uh, Chevy's on fire. Like, I genuinely don't think there's well, any chance to stop them this Ford, season. Ford, I believe, has only won two races this year. And Toyota has won three. Yeah. So, like, Chevy's... Ford, Ford's only won two because they just dominated Daytona week. Yeah, and but they also won uh, at um, wherever, uh, Phoenix, I believe, with Chase Briscoe. Yeah, they did. So, yeah. But yeah, Tyler Reddick dominate uh, dominates the end of this race, takes it home, win for short kings everywhere. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Tyler, man. Uh, very inspirational. Let's go ahead and read this top ten. Tyler Reddick first, Chase Elliott second, Kyle Larson third. Then we have the Trackhouse Racing teammates Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez. Chris Buescher brings it home sixth. Austin Sindrick brings it home seventh. Michael McDowell continues his top ten streak, finishes eighth. AJ Allmendinger finishes ninth, and Kevin Harvick finishes tenth. Now, this does screw up the playoff standings now. Um, Tyler Reddick was inside the top 20 in points, but Mans was inconsistent. So here's what this does now. In the playoff standings currently, Chase Elliott is leading the points. Ross Chastain, seven points behind him. Then Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, Chase Briscoe, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sindrick, and Christopher Bell. There is now only three spots in the top 16 that have not been won by drivers, those being Ryan Blaney, That's so uh, Martin Truex Jr., that, and that, Christopher Bell. That is so crazy. We are mm-hmm. not even <laughs> past. We are barely past midway through the regular season, and we have 13 different winners. I told y'all at the beginning of the year we were having more than 16 winners, and... If my predictions go the way that I think so, they're going to go this weekend. We're going to have 14. Uh, however, with this win, it knocks a driver out that has been very consistent. Kevin Harvick is outside of the top 16 in points. Uh-oh. His RHR, uh, his uh, Stuart Haas racing teammate, Eric Amarola, is 18th. Eric Jones, 19th. Austin Dillon, 20th. Michael McDowell, 21st. Justin Haley, 22nd, Ricky Stenthouse, 23rd, Bubba Wallace, 24th, and Ty Dillon in 25th. The uh, rest are not really applicable unless they get a win. Um, Which still road courses and super speedways left. There's still road courses and super speedways. But, yeah, that's all. I got to go from Atlanta. Um, Pretty solid racing. Uh, Not not from Atlanta, from Road America. Pretty (laughs) solid racing. Uh, Congratulations to Tyler Reddick on his first career win. Jay, race of the week. Talk about F1. Sheesh. We had a big. So F1. (sighs) Man, this race. But we need to talk about Alfa Romeo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. they (sighs) They didn't have a good weekend. So let's start it off. Lap one, going off the top of my head. We started off the clean, or we start off the race, and it was a catastrophe already. And um, George Russell, uh, Pierre Gasly, and um, Joe Guanyu were all three wide on the start. And I believe Russell made a slight jab to the left, not knowing that Pierre had stuck his nose in between him and Joe. And as he was moving left to enter the first turn at Silverstone. He ends up getting turned by Pierre Gasly into Joe Guan Yu, and Joe Guan Yu ends up flipping. 
sliding on his halo because the the roll hoop actually broke on the car when he flipped because of the speed he was going at. The roll hoop on the car flipped, and he was literally sliding on the halo with his head probably, you can't see it if you're listening, but probably that far from the ground the entire time. So sliding that far into the gravel, which probably felt like little knives hitting him at that speed. So Mm -hmm. that probably hurt. Um, But then the car digs in, flips, hits a barrier, and then flips into a catch fence, which, like, was the last line of anything before it got to a spectator stand. Um, And then he falls behind a steel barrier, and that was insane that he walked away. Um, Apparently, Alexander Albon had gotten hospital uh, airlifted, hospital airlifted or just airlifted to to a hospital, um, for some, I, can, I never really found out what the reason was for that, but, um, I believe it was either something with a concussion cause he got hit really hard, like four or five times in that crash, or it was something to do with his legs because of the very first impact, um, into the wall. I, I never, I never found out what the reasoning was. I never seen anything on it. So I don't take my word on that, but, um, so as we get into the race after the restart, um, after a very uh, chaotic start, um, it goes clean. There was a really great restart. They were four wide, and I believe it turned five or six um, coming to the long straight, um, the first long straight after the straight, the main straightaway. Um, they were like four wide entering that corner, and it goes on racing for a while kind of strategy. Um, actually, Max Verstappen ends up getting a puncture a little bit after the restart and has to pit and that throws his whole strategy off and it wasn't just the puncture he had something wrong with the i believe it was the left side of the car on the floor and it was just dragging that car back and did not let him have speed at all later found out what it was (laughs) yeah it was crazy yeah yeah it was crazy um so basically so basically after that there's a bunch of battling. Well, not a bunch of battling, but mid, mid-pack battling. Um, the lead kind of stayed stagnant at where it was, but mid-pack battling was really great here, actually. So I'm, I love to see the flow tracks are absolutely going to be killer races this season. And that's just due to the new regulations with the new floors and such and the diffuser and such. So the flow tracks are going to be amazing. So I'm excited for uh, Circuit, um, Circuit Paul or. I forget what it's. I forget the name now. You got it. You can do it. France. 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 Yeah, France. Yeah, that's what (laughs) I was trying to say. I forgot the name. Sorry. But um, so with about 14 or 15 to go, we have a safety car come out for Esteban Ocon, which he lost power. I think it was some type of hydraulic pump that went away in the car or a gearbox issue. I can't remember exactly. He already had like... stuff going on so i was yeah. kind of surprised to see him still in the race yeah so that was not fun for him also Bottas, uh talking about alfa romeo as you said we need to mention both of them tristan uh he also retired due to some type of mechanical issue um so then we have the safety car restart and the last 10 laps of the race were just nutty like crazy insane and Signs got away, and I'm not sure why Ferrari did not pit Charles Leclerc because they didn't. <laughs> they should have, but they didn't, and I don't know why they didn't. 
and uh epic ferrari moment yeah yeah <laughs> they they tend to have those same ones as mercedes does as well so but um but they didn't pick Char pit charles leclerc because i saw what mateo benotto said um about that they said we always prioritize the lead car so the lead car got to stay out front there and uh yeah i don't know that question i question that strategy a lot because not only that charles leclerc was on hard tires and um carlos Sainz was on medium tires at the end i would have pitted charles leclerc for reds in my opinion so and that's what Everybody else did, Checo, Lewis, Lando, Fernando Alonso, all of them right there did at the end. They all pitted for softs. and Even Mick. Yeah, Mick did too, and uh, it <laughs> it worked for them. Yeah. It worked for them. Name. For what? I want you to say his name. Who? I want you to say Mick Schumacher first points, baby. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not there yet. But um, so insane battling. Uh, people think this con this finish is very very controversial due to the reasoning that apparently Checo ran uh, Charles Leclerc wide, but I think Leclerc kind of ran wide on purpose because he didn't really leave much space for Checo, and he was kind of giving that space back, and he went wide accidentally, giving that space back, um, and then into turn three, he uh, actually kind of forced Lewis off. I wouldn't say forced because Checo had a really nice dive up the inside on Lewis and kind of had the positioning coming out of the corner. So in my opinion, I felt like Lewis should have just kind of backed out and then went from there. But it worked out for him because they ended up catching Leclerc. And after all the battling and everything and Mick Schumacher getting also ran off the track by Max Verstappen a lot. Um, <laughs> uh yeah. It was a great it was a great finish because there was, was a, a bunch battle. of drama. It was a good battle. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Max was tr – I don't think Max had a floor. Yeah. Well, let's be honest here. <laughs> I mean – but I'm just happy that Mick got points. Yeah, and he did, so that's what's great. But let's go ahead and let's go over your points finishers for this race. Tristan, you're going to like it when I read it, so – <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's go in here. Uh, you had signs as the winner, as Tristan mentioned in the beginning of the episode. After 150 race starts, signs finally gets his first Formula One win. Carlos Sainz Jr., baby. Let's freaking go. I feel like he might have, should have had a win earlier this season anyway, but it is, what it is. It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. Uh, we're not going to speed running. He got his win now. I'm not going to denounce that. So. Um, Sainz, Perez, Hamilton are your podium. And then you have Leclerc finishing fourth, so he didn't fall back too far. But he could have finished better, in my opinion. Um, you have Fernando Alonso finishing fifth. Lando Norris finishing sixth, so very solid run for uh, uh, Lando Norris. Uh, seventh was Max Verstappen holding off Mick Schumacher for getting his first points in Formula One Mick Schumacher. <laughs> We're not done. <laughs> We're not done. Okay. A. Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey. So ninth was Sebastian Vettel and tenth getting double points for Haas this week. Kevin. First Madison. time ever, baby. Kevin. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, there's that. There's the uh, points finishers. Let's go ahead and look at the championship currently. Just the top ten in the championship. Really quick before before we do championship. Yeah. Nicholas Latifi finished twelfth. He I did. Like he did. I didn't. TV really he did. I didn't really look Nicola at any notable finish. Q3. Yeah. Um, Put some respect on Go Tifi. 
Go TV, baby. Do I need to throw my headphones it. again? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say congrats to Nick Latifi on his best yeah, race. Yeah, season. for sure. So, Definitely, yeah. yeah. He thought did. he was going to get points there for a second. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was possible <laughs> after basically everybody Wait, crashed at the start. What? I just realized, you know who both had good weekends this week? Latifi who? and Jimmy Johnson on a road course. Wow. Like what? Jimmy Johnson finished Whoa. 16th. <laughs> he goes, <"Whoa."> Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, we're freaking, let's go. <laughs> If you can't, if you're listening, he just waved yeah. his like little Jimmy Johnson flag. He has. <laughs> they gave it to me for free. It, yeah, I I wouldn't have bought that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but going into the drivers' championship, we're gonna let, mention the top ten in points. First, you got Max Verstappen. Of course, he's had a very strong season. Um, first race he hasn't won outside of Monaco that he's finished. So true. Second was Sergio Perez. Um, third, Charles Leclerc, fourth, Carlos Sainz, fifth, George Russell, sixth, Lewis Hamilton, which I was very impressed to see the improvement in Mercedes over this past weekend. So, however, Mercedes we did call, relatively however, we did call it, did we not, Jay? We did call it with Sir George Russell. We did. We did. We did. We did call it. We did say no, that. That's fair. That's we fair. did say that we think his top five streak was going to come to an end. Just not in the way that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, not in the way that it happened. We Very we did way. call it, but it's not that way. We just thought it was gonna happen now. And they almost let him back out, anyways. Yeah, but like they I mean, they the thought rules, about it. Yeah, the rules state he can't. But yeah, in my it, opinion, it was a weird, I, it was a opinion, weird situation. Yeah, in my opinion, I would have. But yeah, yeah. Um, seventh Landon. But Norris. I, I get why they didn't. Yeah, seventh Landon Norris, eighth Valtteri Bottas, ninth Esteban Ocon, and this tenth position for the top ten in points has changed each like like the past like four weekends it's gone from pierre kevin magnuson and now fernando alonso is 10th in points after his uh strong it's very strongly now 10th in points yeah very I feel strongly. like yeah he has 28 the and pierre has 16 and kevin magnuson has 16 so those are the two closest to him currently for 10th in points but constructors top five red bull ferrari mercedes mclaren and alpine and that's also changing as the midfield battle ramps up for this season as well. So yeah, um, Alpine now in the top five. Yeah. So that's all I got for F1. I, it was a very interesting weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really have like any questions prepared for us or anything. So that's all I got. And for we'll just mention it because I don't really want to go into major detail about this race. Ryan Newman, uh, passed Marco Andretti in the last closing laps at Stafford. This weekend, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. None of us watched SRX this week. We were so busy at Mid Ohio. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't. A, it wasn't that we didn't want to. It's just we genuinely just were so busy this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. only so many mo- so many motorsports you can fit into one weekend. That's true. Yeah, for real. All right, uh, let's go ahead. Let's talk all about our experience at Mid Ohio. Okay. Okay, guys. So as we mentioned earlier, we went to the Mid Ohio Sports Car Course this weekend, and it was. Fun, fun, fun. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions about Mid-Ohio, and you guys are going to tell me what they are, or you guys can show me what they are. Okay. First things first. What was your favorite place to watch from the track? 
What was your favorite place to watch the track? So when I went over to where Tony and them were sitting, there's a reserved grandstand on the outside of the track in turns four and five and six and seven. You can see that whole section. Plus, you can see down the long straight coming out of turn two. So you're saying that's where we got to stay next year? That's where we're going next year. Dude, you see the most of the track there, in my opinion. Got it. Like, that was a great seat. Like, (laughs) so... Yeah, we might have to buy tickets for their next season. So, yeah. But um, that's where I really liked watching it from. That's kind of why we hung over there for so long because we knew something was going to happen at some point over there. And after we left, that's right. when Rossi and Grosjean had their incident. So that was fun. But, yeah. But, Danny, what you guys say? Um, I really liked the keyhole turn two because we watched um, – we watched a lot of like the Indy Lights and kind yeah. of the USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000s races from that spot, and that's where like especially a lot of the beginning of the race, like the end of the race, that's I feel like where a lot of the action happened mm-hmm. in certain spots. And then me and Tristan watched most of the Indy car race from turn 12, I believe, kind of like, so, and it yeah. was like the last section before like the start finish line, and. That was especially really good in, like, the practices when kind of people were figuring out the limits of the track. Yeah. And a lot of people were cutting through that grass. We saw Colton Herta literally do, like, a... Colton Herta another... did another <laughs> yeah. Tokyo Drift, dude. Yeah. That was sick. When that happened, just... I was walking, like, I was walking adjacent to where he... Well, not adjacent, like, parallel to that, that straightaway. And when he did that, like, everybody was like, oh, my God! <laughs> and I looked, and I was like... Yeah. Because <laughs> someone ran through the grass, like... 15 seconds before Renus. it might have been it was VK. Renus. yeah, yeah. It was Renus. and then like everyone's like oh, okay that's certainly it right <laughs> no <just> more <laughs> people kept coming yeah yeah it was crazy. all right my personal favorite spot i really enjoyed the keyhole i thought it was cool i wish i could have watched the actual race from there uh but the carousel was pretty cool yeah. um just not a whole lot happened there during the race yeah okay second question for you guys about mid ohio what is your favorite thing that you bought this weekend and what is your something that you wish you would have bought so my favorite thing that i bought this weekend was that hot dog (laughs) 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 my favorite thing that i bought this weekend was that hot dog that easily was probably the best hot hot dog i think i've ever had in my opinion Dude, and like, it Ohio hot dogs don't miss. Like Let's they, just say it that was just quick. a stand that they had popped up in the fan zone, and I walked up. I was like, "Can I get two hot dogs?" And then I wasn't expecting it. I thought it was just gonna be like some like whatever. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I ate it, and I've been into. It. I was like, Tristan, if you want a track dog, <laughs> I was like, Tristan, I was like, Tristan, if you want a track dog, you need to try these hot dogs. <laughs> and then he was like, "Are they that good?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then you walked over there <laughs> and went and got one, and you were like, "Oh my." God. God. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And then something I wish I would have bought. Um, I don't really know if I wish I would have bought anything. Um, I guess maybe something from that, like, uh, F1 tent or something. I don't know. Something like that. Something oh, I mean, you, did, you got a couple F1 things. I mean, yeah. Weekend. I mean, yeah. I got the Alpine hat right here on my bed. Fire hat, actually. New era hat. Um, <laughs> Then I got a McLaren F1 jersey, kind of similar to Tristan's, uh, Tristan's Alfa Romeo jersey right there. So, but something else, I guess, just something else from there, I guess. So that's all I got. Uh, I guess I could say mine. Uh, my favorite things that I pretty much got. I got a couple things. A couple of them are out of frame right now, but I got this sick Mid Ohio hat. Jay hat bought the Ooh, same yeah, one. I did get it. 
uh, that Mid Ohio had sick. But my favorite thing I bought this weekend has to be this Alfa Romeo jersey. Nice. Um, never had an F1 jersey before. I officially feel like an F1 fan. <laughs> it makes me feel nice. Um, didn't have any Haas stuff uh, there this weekend. But um, next time I see something Haas, I will for sure buy it. But Alfa Romeo is like my second favorite team. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I wish I would have bought. Oh, no, I have to say it. The Marcus Erickson yep, Indy dude. 500 jersey did not have a medium, and oh, I am dang. never going to get over it. Dang. Listen here, IndyCar. IndyCar. It's me, Tristan Greiner. I'll be at – you know I'll be there in July. <laughs> end of July. If you don't have the Marcus Erickson Indy 500 jersey, I might cry. Like, I legit will cry tears. I – they do when i saw it the first time i was like oh this is beautiful i wanted it so bad that's what i gotta go with but <laughs> what about that you? has to be it what about you Dan? um so i bought i think i only bought two things i bought a mid ohio hat like a dad hat and uh that was like my track thing that i bought and then the indie car thing that i bought i bought a polo jersey i'll probably wear it on the show soon uh, super sick. It's got like the championship patch. I've been wanting to get it for a while because Polo's really wholesome and probably like my third <laughs> or fourth favorite driver. And I didn't have any Polo stuff up until this weekend, so I wanted to make sure I got some Polo stuff to kind of rep for the show. Um, and then something I wish I would have bought. I don't even know. Like, like I kind of bought the two things I was planning to get, anyways. Yeah, but there was know. like, was there something that caught your eye that you were just like, man, I wish I would have bought that, but a little bit out of my price range. Alpha um, Tori. There was an Alpha Tori. Oh, the Alpha Tori hat. hat. Yeah, you you were thinking about that. I liked it, but I just refused to drop fifty bucks on a hat. <laughs> I I don't care that's F one. It's just like that just feels wrong for me. You should have pulled a me and thought it was forty five, and actually it was fifty four because I'm dyslexic. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have listexia. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, probably maybe the Alpha Tori hat. Um, if not that, maybe like the the Polo Chip Ganassi hat that they had in the IndyCar store. Yeah, it was it was super like it was just blue. It was clean. Would have fit my Polo jersey. Probably would have fit like Colt stuff. But... Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, all right, and my final question. Uh, so Mid Ohio, super fun, super good racing. What was your favorite race to watch this weekend, and why was it Stadium Super Trucks? <laughs> I'll start with Jay. Yes, <laughs> that's all I gotta say is yes. <laughs> I oh, love so cool, I love Stadium Super Trucks. I watched them on uh, YouTube all the time, and it was finally a joy being able to watch them. I didn't get to see them actually do the jump, and that's what kind of upset me. But yeah, I got to watch them race, so that's all I care about. So that, uh, I'm I'm fine with it. So it is what it is. But we got to see them almost wreck on the finish line, though. That is. Oh true. my God! If you guys watch, uh, if you guys watched uh, Tony Donahue and Luke Edwards, like review from qualifying you hear me scream in the background because i thought they were crashing coming to the line i mean they kind of did like they bumped each other enough that like but yeah both super trucks races were pretty cool uh didn't really watch the second one as much just because we were so dehydrated 
so tired so sunburned it was rough. <laughs> all right guys uh that was our incredible weekend at mid-ohio thank you guys uh thanks so much to the mid-ohio sports car course for inviting us out along with burnout sports it was a super fun weekend um lots of cool stories lots of cool pictures uh got to go on the grid again got to say what's up to some of our friends from the show dalton kellett david malukas um stingray rob hunter McElray, uh <laughs> Our media friends. Oh, our media nice. friends. Yeah, we got to see David Land again. Uh, we became really good friends with him over the last couple of uh, weeks. So also, shout out to saw him. Mike Jokum. Mike Jokum. Yeah, Mike Jokum. Yeah, Parlay. Parlay. Make sure was... you use code Indie Boys in the Dalton Kellett store. You get twenty percent yeah, off. Yeah, guys, use the code all lowercase Indie Boys. You can get twenty percent off, and some of the Dalton Kellett stuff you could. It's the same price if you buy it. So like pretty sick um yeah but use it it expires um on the 10th which i believe is this upcoming sunday yeah so um by the time you guys hear this it'll be thursday you only have four days left there's some cool beanies there's some cool hats um highly recommend it oh yeah yeah code indie boys daltonkellett.com backslash store <laughs> uh let's go ahead and transition guys we got some predictions to make All right, so after last week, let's uh, talk about Dalton's first because Dalton was our guest on the show. So let me get those up on the screen real quick. So um, I believe Dalton actually didn't get any prediction. I don't think any of us did besides you, Jay. Yeah, yeah I Jay, only, you were the only one that got Yeah, I got right for having my underdog is Tyler Reddick, and then I actually picked Hunter McRae for the Indy Lights race, and he got his first win in Indy Lights. So let's go. Dominantly, too. Let's go, Hunter. But, yeah, so that's... Nothing uh, will beat my Marcus Erickson in Indy 500 prediction. <laughs> right. Nothing will beat it. Dude, I don't know. My my Coda Chastain one was pretty goaded. That's true. true. That's true. Our group pick, we also did get wrong, so... Um, but Yeah. Yeah, so I caught up to Daniel. It's 12... To eight to six, I have eight. Tristan, you caught eight. up, yeah, from that because you didn't gain. I, I got, yeah, Shit. I gained two points from the those two those two correct picks. Firmly <laughs> in last place. Dang, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna keep picking Michael McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it may pay off for you soon. So true, it's true. So I don't know, but we can go ahead and get into predictions. So Tristan. Yeah, so races this weekend, guys. Uh, at Atlanta, we're going to Xfinity uh, for Atlanta, Xfinity in the Cup Series. At Mid-Ohio, where we just were, have a Truck Series race there. And uh, F1's going to Austria, and SRX is at Nashville Fairgrounds. So uh, five races to predict this weekend. Let's start with Mid-Ohio in the Truck Series. Now, let me pull up the roster for this weekend because... The entry list for trucks, especially on road courses, I feels like I feel like changes every week. And mm-hmm. I'm going with it's Christian Eckes. Christian Eckes, that's a good pick. Ooh, yeah. I'm going with a guy that is normally pretty good on road courses, and I'm expecting him to have a good weekend. I'm gonna go uh, with Zane Smith. Mm. Dang, I was thinking it. I was thinking about that. Well, then go go Zane Smith too, man. Yeah, but I like being I like being different. Just there is so. a seven truck this weekend, but we I don't know. know I'm I'm thinking about it, but you know he hasn't 
he hasn't done as much damage this season as I thought he would. I'm going to go uh, John Hunter Nemechek. I right. thought he was going to be way more dominant this season than he has been. I'm waiting for it to pick up. I think it's going to pick up this week. And uh, if it's okay with you guys, I kind of want our group pick to be in the truck series this week. That's fine. Let's do it. We, we haven't done a group pick me. in the truck series. I think our group pick in the truck series this week should be Kaz Grala. Okay. It's going to be driving that O2 car. Okay. Um, I, was, I was debating between him or Tristan, one of your other favorites. Parker Kligerman. Parker Kligerman, yeah. But I feel like we've picked Parker on the show yeah. already this season, and I feel like Kaz is always pretty good on road courses, um, mm. so I'd like to see him. Shout out to Kaz, by the way. He won a Trans Am race this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's Truck Series and our group pick, Xfinity Series now. Xfinity is going to be at Atlanta. Uh, We got a 163-lap, 250-mile race. Remember, My it's pick. a super speedway. It's a super mm -hmm. speedway, guys. So, my pick this weekend is Myatt Snyder. Ooh, okay. There you go. Okay. Hey, just a reminder, guys, that Sage Karam is going to be racing this weekend too. <laughs> I can't do it two weeks in a row, as much as I want to. I can't let my IndyCar bias get too far ahead. You know, I think <laughs> I kind of know who I think Daniel's going to pick this weekend. I I don't think you do. I really I don't think you do. Think you do. I don't think it's Tyler Reddick, but I think I. I, I, I want to hear your guess because I I want to see how far off I am. I think you're I gonna know. pick Brandon Brown. Nope. Oh. I don't know why. I am I going that. with. Pretty big wild card. I'm going Jeremy Clements. Ooh, on a super speedway though. I mean, super speedways anything can happen. Yeah. And he's he's always like solid. I mean, he made the playoffs last year. True. On just consistency. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a top five most likely scenario, but I, I'm i holding out for something weird happening. And <laughs> I'd like to see him get in the victory lane. Bro, if and that Jay. happens, if that happens, Daniel. <laughs> I want double points for that. If that, I will give you double points for that. Thanks. I want double points and a kiss on the cheek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Um, so for me, I am going – I'm between – the two RCR guys right now. I feel like you got to go Hill. That's what I was thinking. But I mean, it's I a super speedway. I want to go Sheldon Creed really bad, though. I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> you going to go Sheldon? You know, I'm going to take a bus to if you always want me to you and my mom. I told you to be right now. You're not going to be right You're not you. Austin Hill. All right. <laughs> Dang, bro. I thought he was going with young Sheldon for a sec. <laughs> young Sheldon. I did eat right. money mo for it, so <laughs> Cup Series in Atlanta. Uh my we do a one pick and an underdog, guys. My first pick this weekend is a guy that's super good at super speedways and is always up front. Give me Daniel Suarez in the ninety nine for track house racing. Second pick, Bubba Wallace. Nice. My underdog. Beat of yes sir. Daniel. All right. Daniel. Hey, first pick. Actually, both picks. I think I'm going to go with somebody that ha people that haven't won the season. Okay. First winner, he just got knocked out of the playoff standings. I'm going to go Kevin Harvick. Oh, Harvick. As much as he hasn't been like a huge factor this season, it's still Kevin Harvick, and he's got to get like at least one more. Also, like, Kevin Harvick on Super Speedway. 
Yeah, ex exactly. I feel I feel like Harvick gets at least one more win before he hangs it up. Who do I want to go with for my underdog? Do I? Mm, I kind of want to pick one for chaos. Go ahead. You can pick Ricky. More chaotic. Brad. No, more Corey? chaotic. Corey. It's one, it's one that I don't see happening. Ty Dillon. But like. I was thinking Dylan. Dylan was my second choice. I think I'm gonna go Cole Custer. Ugh, Cole. that's a, that's a yeah. very chaotic pick. Yeah, I I live to watch the world burn. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> I'm uh, going for weird picks this weekend. I don't know. I don't blame. You. I don't blame. You. I'm not. It's a I'm super speedway. Anything can I'm, happen. I'm not judging. Okay. Hey, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's just weird. picked. Just I, picked Cole Custer. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a big lead anymore. So I've got to be more ballsy with my picks. Okay. Cole Custer. I mean, I guess that's true. I can't believe that. I, I don't know. I, Cole Custer. That's crazy. I can't believe I, that. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just crazy. like that's crazy. <laughs> Cole Custer. I just feel like I've wanted He's to having pick the him. worst season I, of his I know, career. I know. But like. <laughs> Oh shoot! Oh, Weirder things have happened, bro. Okay, Jay, I... who are you picking? So for my first pick, he's gonna return to Super Speedway supremacy, Denny Hamlin. Yep. And then my underdog, I'm gonna go with Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. Okay, guys, now let's go SRX. Um. Our pick this weekend for Nashville Fairgrounds. Um, is Chase Elliott racing this weekend? I believe he is in SRX. Um, I don't know for sure. Uh, let me look up the... Yeah. Well, I'll, if I'll Chase Elliott is racing in SRX this weekend, he is my pick. <laughs> so, I'm just I don't, I think it's... I just don't know for sure. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this. I know. To, that's why I said if he is, he is my pick. <laughs> Yeah, I I wish that they had a announcement. Oh, oh, I know my pick. I know my pick. Okay. I know my pick for the driver that's doing a one-off at Nashville. Oh, Joseph Newgarden, right? Joseph Newgarden's my uh, pick, bro. I didn't even think about it. You know, I'll go back-to-back -back with Ryan Newman. Joseph. Current points leader, I'll go Ryan. Ryan. Newman. And I can't guarantee that it is um, Chase Elliott this so weekend. It doesn't, since... it doesn't look like it is. All right. Well, I'm yeah. going to Joseph Newgarden then. <laughs> I'm matching Daniel's energy here. Alrighty. Hey, both, all right, guys. All, all of our picks right there had new in them. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. And uh, final race of the week, F1, the Austrian GMP Grand Prix. You know, we do our podium picks every week. This one's kind of going to shake things up a little bit. Uh, it's I think we see a new driver on the podium this weekend. And you guys might be a little shooketh by who I think it's going to be. But I do think we see Max Verstappen win. I think that that's a guarantee. In P2... Carlos signs. Okay. 
P3 getting his first podium of the year. I don't want to say it. But I have to say it because he's having such a good year. I thought you were going to say Fernando or Alonso. Esteban Ocon. I... Oh, oh okay. that's not... I thought you were about to say um, K-Mac. Yeah, the way you were hesitating, I was like... I think Esteban Ocon gets a podium. No, close. no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't let Ocon get a podium this weekend. I'll be safer. I'll be safer. Um, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back okay. to me. I need to think. I got to think. Okay. Daniel? Dude, I lost my lead. I gotta go safe. Uh, I've already taken all my risky picks, so I'm gonna go safe on F1. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Max winning, Checo getting second. Which Ferrari driver do I want in third? I'll go Signs in third, just because I feel like he's had a better past few weeks. I had your first two typed in before you even said them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I knew where you were like, going with that. <laughs> That's I just have, I, I want Pierre, I want Pierre Gasly on the podium. Give it to me. I want Pierre Gasly on the podium. Put it there now. I want it. I want him on the podium. You took Ocon off for Gasly. I would have left Ocon if in twenty twenty two. I want Pierre. I I say this as an AlphaTauri <laughs> fan. I would have. I, I would have taken Ocon because Alpine is arguably way better than AlphaTauri currently. Fine, <laughs> then put Ocon on. Okay. I don't give a. I don't give a damn I'm anymore. Just, I'm just saying, between those two picks, I would go with Ocon. But if you want Pierre, it's fine. I'm just... Ocon on. It's cool. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go safe as well because I know it's the Red Bull Ring. So that's what the name of the track and the promoter is. So it's Red Bull Ring. So it's going to be Checo and Max first and second. Now the third position... Do you have, che do you have Who do you have in first? Max. Okay, you said Checo first, and I was like, "Oh, you're just gonna slide well, past no, that." I, well, no, I was saying Checo and Max is what I, how I meant. I, I was just saying uh, you have. Yeah, to have I, them I know that. That's yeah. what threw me off. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, he just breezed past that. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, thinking about that, let me let me put Charles Leclerc second, and then let me put Checo third, and that's gonna be my podium. Okay. Okay. But you, who do you have winning, Max? Yeah, Max. So all three of us have Max winning this weekend. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it's it, right. going to happen. After last week, he's, especially at the Red Bull Ring in Austria, he's, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> I, I, everyone's going to hate on me for not putting Checo in the podium this week. But I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about Checo this weekend. I don't know, guys. It is what it is. We'll see Esteban how it turns Ocon. out. Esteban Ocon. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, exciting weekend of racing coming up. As always, make sure you guys use um, code IndieBoys, all lowercase, in the daltonkillit.com backslash store. Um, expires this upcoming Sunday, so get it while it's hot, you guys. Um, we have a lot of cool stuff uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social medias at IndieBoys podcast we're are we back on the main screen jay i can't go now i was leaving it on there for the code indie boys thing i typed <laughs> awesome so yeah we're good now 
All right. So make sure you guys follow us on all of our social medias at Indie Boys Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, we're post there every single day. So check it out. Follow us. Uh, uh, make sure you guys follow Burnout Sports. Um, tune into their episode. They have a very special guest on the show this week. Uh, Marcus Erickson is going to be on the IndyCar show this week. So that's super cool. Also, they just filmed a video with Mario Andretti. So you guys need yeah, to check that like- out because it's fire (laughs) the the stuff they've showed us for it's it's cool it's really cool it's pretty dope shout out to uh all of the drivers and people we got to talk to this weekend shout out to ed carpenter racing for giving us uh really dope hats um and you know it's a good weekend it was glad it was great to go to a track daniel how did it feel to go to a track that wasn't in indiana (laughs) it was weird it was cool but really weird like definitely cemented mid ohio as probably tied for my favorite road course like awesome. officially I'd, I'd say it's tied with road america mm. okay. if you guys want to see us at the track the next race we will be at is at the truck race at irp on uh i believe that's june 27th july 27th so make sure you guys check us out there follow us on all of our personal social medias those have been going on on the screen and they're in the description all the time signing off for justin cox and daniel cheney my name is tristan Greider. have a good one guys Peace. <laughs> <laughs>